Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. It's promo time. Promo this week comes from Three Spooked Girls. Excellent podcast. It's so good. And the hosts are just really lovely as well. They're also very, very um, active on social media and Facebook and things. They have their own page and everything. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. It's such a good podcast. But that's enough from me. Let them tell you all about it. Take it away. Hey guys, my name is Tara. And my name is Jessica. And together we co-host the podcast, Three Spooked Girls. If you love the paranormal. Or murder. Join us every Monday as we tell our listeners about a new spooky tale or true crime case. We'll have a special drink recipe each episode picked out by me for you to enjoy while we scare the hell out of you. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever the hell else you listen to podcasts. Come hang out with us and get your spooky on. Engage intro voice. Sometimes I wish I had a different voice, you know. Wait, wait, listen to this. Well, hello, my friends. I hope you're all happier than Bigfoot getting a pedicure and much happier than the person doing it. Today's episode brings you a classic cryptid, one that goes way back to the 18th century. Today's subject is the Jersey Devil. (laughs) Who or what is the Jersey Devil, you thinks? Well, let's pop these learning hats on, folkies. You got them? Shall we search for mine? They just seem to crop up, you know. I nearly have an entire wing just of millinery goods. Ah, here we are. Whoa, oh whoa! A rabbit just jumped out of my hat. 
Ah, it's my magician's top hat, that's why. Off you go, Fozzie. There's some carrots in the fridge. Now here we are. Here's my learning hat. We need to go way back with this one. 1735. The year, not the time. In the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. The Leeds family are at home. Most of them are, anyway. Leeds, the dad, is off down the pub. Again. A good-for-nothing drunk whose main contribution to the household was to continually increase it. So far, twelve kids. That's twelve kids. There was a running gag in the local area that if anything made a noise, it was probably Mother Leeds firing out another offspring. So now we join Mother Leeds, who has just been informed by the 18th century equivalent of a midwife that number 13 is on the way. Why, what a wonderful and pleasant surprise, Mother Leeds calmly proclaims. What she actually said was, Not again? Come on, another one? I've already got a dozen and most of them are as useful as a chocolate watch. Let this one be a devil, she said. There were many gasps and, oh, I see, at this announcement. But after a few weeks, everyone had forgotten and life went on as normal. Then everyone seemed to forget that Mother Leeds spoke in an English accent. So, life carried on. That life wasn't overly fascinating, apart from the fact that Mother Leeds has to wake, bathe, feed and dress twelve kids every morning, while her husband was the living version of the song 99 Bottles of Beer on the Wall. He took one down, but he did not pass it around. The months passed. The due date grew ever nearer, and then on one perfectly timed, dark and stormy night, the thirteenth child could wait no longer. There was noise aplenty as the thunder thundered and the lightning lightninginged, and Mother Leeds made clear that she would quite happily like this to be done, please. Get this thing out of me! And after what seemed like hours, because it was hours, Mother Leeds gave one final push and then... And the midwife caught the kid. Everything seemed tickety-boo. But after a few minutes, the newborn started to change. Its cries became deeper. It started to grow. And grow and grow. It was then that Mother Leeds remembered her words, let this one be a devil. Finally, it stopped. At over seven foot tall, the head looked like a cross between a goat and a horse, small arms with clawed hands, long legs that ended in cloven hooves, a forked tail, And the final devilish touch was when it unwrapped a pair of large, leathery wings like that of a bat. 
There was silence as this newborn looked round the room, looking at the open mouth and shocked faces. People so scared that they just couldn't move. They should have moved, because the Jersey Devil was in a particularly bad mood. I won't describe what happened next, but... But have you ever been to a family gathering and there's an argument? Well, think that, but way, way worse. So we move on. The Jersey Devil flew up into the dark sky, still storming, flapped its wings and quickly vanished from sight. Nothing moved. Nothing apart from one figure that had been thrown from the house during the kerfuffle. Laying in long grass, this figure woke, unaware of what had happened, sat up and unfurled its leathery wings. Ooh, interesting. Another devil? Something else with leathery wings? These questions and more will be answered right after this sentence. I had to hit the books, trying to find out as much as I could about the Jersey Devil, the Pine Barrens and Jersey itself in the 1700s. There'd been a manufacturing boom that had kicked off around the start of that century, sawmills springing up, powered by water and neutralising the cedar and poplar trees in the area. A few decades later, iron ore was found to be abundant in the rivers and water areas. This created another boom, but this time in wrought iron. All these factories, all this vast area of woods meant plenty of potential hiding places. Even though the Jersey Devil was a big brute of a thing, it wasn't too big to hide itself away if needs be. I wondered what my next step should be and realised that I would most likely have to go back to the 1700s on the cryptocycle. I'd looked into sightings of the Jersey Devil and had picked two very likely areas close to these locations that could have been used as a base, if you will. It was time to punch in the dates and hit the time road. Right. Cycle is loaded with the usual stuff. First aid kit. Sandwiches. A velvet pouch of powder that I'll need to use when I get there. Emergency sandwiches. And a map. The cats are staying in Casa CK for this one. As brave as they are, I'm just a little concerned about the level of nasty that the Jersey Devil has. I'm not taking any chances. The wee man is coming with me, of course. There's no way he would let me go by myself. Helmets are on. Sandwiches secured. And here we go. We've arrived. It's dark, but calm. The crypto cycle has arrived amongst a gathering of trees. Is it a gathering? It looks like they've gathered. Looks like they're going to have a bit of a chinwag. I park the bike up beside some thick brush and cover it with fallen branches, leaves and general detritus from the forest floor. I removed the map from my backpack, checked my compass and headed towards the first location. Me and Finn arrive soon after at a factory that, 
much like Gary Busey, had seen better days. It was an old sawmill that had been left to rot after the iron boom happened. I'd read about it in one of my books. It was going to cost too much to convert this one, so it was simply left. This happened a few times. We entered through where a door once was and slowly made our way over the cluttered floor. Long, quiet machines seemed menacing in their silence. I'm very glad I had the wee man with me, especially for what I was about to try. We carried on our search, covering the lower floor, before heading to the first floor where the foreman's office, locker rooms and staff room had been. All deserted now, completely. There was zero sign of the Jersey Devil. So this would be the place I would use. Okay, not to get too technical, but there's something called whole brain emulation, also known as mind uploading. This is the theory that the mind can be uploaded to a computer. Well, I'm going to try something similar. It was actually something I read about in a Terry Pratchett book. Side note, if you haven't read Terry Pratchett, you must. Anyway, one of the characters can put herself into the mind of animals. I thought it was just fiction. Turns out I was wrong. Once again, helped by my powerful and magical friend, the Skunk Anansi, I've been given the knowledge to put myself into the mind of animals, just like that little fella in Game of Thrones. The technique took time, and the powder in the velvet pouch is the magic conductor, but I've been practising on frogs and snails and bats. I'm sure the Jersey Devil won't be that much of a step up. Right? There was one definite risk, if my theory proved correct, but it was a chance I had to take. We went to the foreman's office, and I lay on the floor. I'd already explained to Finn what was about to happen, and what he needed to do if he saw signs of trouble. He was a good boy, but you all know that. I took the powder, which I'd put inside a cheese sandwich, and got comfy. I breathed slowly and calmly, and when it went dark, I searched the sky. I passed by a load of birds, crows, wood pigeons, and one very lost and confused penguin. I tried to find the mind that was unique. So on I searched, the night sky swooping by me. There, there it was. Higher above me, my mind flew upwards, and I sought it out. I knew that it couldn't feel my presence unless I allowed it. The leathery wings were outstretched and cruising on the wind. I paused for a beat, and then... I'm in. Oof. Ooh, that's a little discombobulating. Hang on, hang on. Let me put on my little mental seatbelt, as it were. There we go, that's better. I could see through its eyes. The feel of the night felt good. It was... Happy? A happy Jersey Devil? The Beast of the Pine Barrens? That came as a massive relief 
Because remember when I said... Wait, wait, it's thinking. Here comes the Jersey Devil, Savior of the day. Here comes the Jersey Devil, hey baddies, you get out of my way. That seals it. So remember when I said that something had been thrown from Mother Leeds' house that fateful night? This was that something. It turns out that the Jersey Devil that Mother Leeds had given birth to had committed such a despicable act that any sense of goodness that it had was cast from it. But that goodness became a new Jersey Devil. A good one. Mother Leeds had unwittingly given birth to twins. One that was very, very good, and one that was very, very bad. I had managed to hitch a mental ride with the good one. And oh boy, am I relieved. I had to make myself known to him, and inform them that he had a brother that not only he knew nothing about, but a brother that would most likely try and wipe him out if he did. Here comes the Jersey Devil... I don't want to steal all your flocks. Here comes the Jersey Devil. I'd much rather knit you some socks. Oh, okay. Okay, here goes. Knock, knock. Ah! Who's there? And there you have it, my friends. The end of part one of the Jersey Devil. Did I not mention it was a two-parter? As usual, if you would be kind enough to stay after the music, I have a very brief couple of announcements. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Till next time, my friends. Slancha. Your good health. Okie dokie folkies. So, just a couple of things. Um, Sorry for banging on about this, but if you'd be kind enough to rate and review the podcast, that would be wonderful um, and very helpful. Um, Don't even have to review. You can just rate it. I think that helps, but it would be very kind of you if you could. Also, patrons, your stuff is on its way. Thank you for your patience. Um, I know I've been very lax with it. Yeah, so, if you want to get in touch, I am on the Twitter, at Mirths underscore Monsters. There is a Facebook group, which is Mirths and Monsters, a.k.a. Finn's Fan Club. Feel free to join. It's so many lovely people in there. We have a lot of fun. There's a lot of pet pics. There's also a Facebook page. Uh, You could like that as well. Um, it's where you can find updates and things. I'm not on the Instagram yet, um, just Twitter and Facebook. But if you want to reach out, have any requests, and if just want to say hello, feel free. There you go. I shall speak to you soon. Ta ta for now. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.